friend. Welcome to Pink Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Clayton. This is the show where we talk about working moms, women, and all things girl power. Hi, welcome to the episode. Um, Today I have Lark Galley with me, and she is a mom and a business owner, and she's going to be sharing part of our story with us, which I'm really grateful for. So Lark, maybe just tell us a little bit about your background. Awesome. Thank you very much. I'm glad to share this with you. So background, very much in business, worked for corporate America for many years. I left when my kids started to get into that teenage uh, time period, preteen, teenager, because I realized that that's, uh, that 3 to 5 p.m. is when kids can get in the most trouble and uh, I needed to be home. So I left um, a large corporate job and I just said my kids are more important. Started my own business that I could work while they were at school and um, carried on like that. And then five and a half years ago, my father passed away and I inherited his small trucking company, which was a mess at the time. Nothing was streamlined, nothing automated. And so I just went through piece by piece and broke it down and then set it up so that within nine months, I was working one hour a week. And during that time period as well, I was very depressed for those first five months after he died. I don't even remember how my kids got fed, trying to cope with everything. It was very overwhelming. And what I wasn't willing to face at the time was that Uh, He had been in a car accident, and that's kind of where I left it. But what had happened after the car accident was it was like the last straw, and he just pulled out his gun and shot himself. And Mm -hmm. it was so overwhelming for me, I I couldn't even say about the suicide. And so that was, um, like I said, five and a half years ago. And uh, when I had streamlined the business, I just said, okay, I'm really bored. What can I do? Well, I'm going to start coaching and teaching other business owners how to improve their business. And up until um, 12 weeks ago, that's what I thought. I would be doing for the rest of my life and uh, everything changed 12 weeks ago. Yes. Yes. Well, I, um, I really appreciate your honesty and sharing your story because I think it's really going to help a lot of people and it already has, but maybe you could just tell us what happened 12, 12 weeks ago. So 12 weeks ago, my son died by suicide. He was 19 years old. He was a freshman at the university of Utah in mechanical engineering which is what he loved since he was six years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was his passion. And it came out of the blue. We had no warning at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was happy. He had friends. He had hobbies. He had plans for the future. He was doing what he loved. And yet to find out that um, he didn't wake up one morning, that, that was that was really hard and completely unexpected. And um, once again, you know, remembering back to my father's suicide, just kind of put me in denial and a tailspin and all of that. And there was no way I was going to post on social media that it was suicide because I thought the shame, the stigma, um, all of that, I wasn't going to talk about it. I could talk about to friends or family, but not Mm -hmm. on social media. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. Right. And, uh, it was just too overwhelming for me. And, uh, that was really hard, but, um, he died on a Thursday and then on Saturday, I finally just posted that our son had passed away and I, I, that's all I could do. But then over the course of that next weekend, I started getting calls from parents with children who knew my son. Mm. And they told me things like, my daughter, um, who is, the, is, a, is a neighbor girl, she took a bottle of pills last year and tried to kill herself. And luckily we found her, had a, her stomach pumped. Um, but now with your son dying, you know, 
the copycat thing, right? Mm, yeah. And then I had another friend whose son knows my my son, and once again, he was already kind of in a in a dark place, and this could just have tipped him over, and she was concerned. And then I had another person who who her son was very close with my son. Once again, he had struggled with depression for several years, and now this could just put him over the edge. And over and over, people were reaching out to me and, and expressing concern. You know, as concerned parents, they they were concerned for me, but they were concerned also for their children, and they were just struggling. And so over that weekend, as I'm getting these calls and thinking, there's no way I'm going to post about this, right, you know, right. um, I just came to the realization that this, I could not change what my son had done. There's no going back. I can't change if another child chooses to take their life. What can I change? I can change whether or not I speak up. That's mm-hmm. all I can do. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this whole suicide thing, it was not about me. It wasn't a reflection of, were, was I a good parent? Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't you know what was going on? What's going on with her son? It wasn't a reflection on anything. It was simply that if I could save one child's life because I spoke up, then I would have done something good mm-hmm. from this. And I decided that my son's suicide would have meaning and it would mean something and it would change the course of other people's lives. And so on the Tuesday, so my son hadn't even been gone for a week, I just posted and I said, you know, my son passed away from suicide. A lot of moms have reached out to me. This is their concerns. And I tried to help the people who were in pain because I've been there in that dark place where you don't want to go on. And it hurts. It's like a physical pain and you just can't make it stop. And I said, if you're hurting, we can help you. We can find some ways. Reach out. It's okay. And I tried to explain that the pain that you're feeling does not go away if you die. It just transfers to a hundred other people. And it just goes on and on because my family is just feeling the repercussions of my son's death. And it's been so difficult for our family in the aftermath of trying to hold it together with the grief and the shame and the regret, and the guilt and all of this. And I could see why families fall apart sure. because of all these emotions and it's managing the after that's so difficult. So after I posted that, a lot of people reached out to me and I reached out to the mom specifically who had contacted me and I said, please read this post with your child. Mm. And I had one mom who was on 24-7 suicide watch with her teenage boy say he cried. And another mom reached out and said, my daughter is forever changed. She understands now that 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 is not an option. Suicide is not an option. And so I know that what I did saved these kids' lives. And I'm hoping that by talking more about it, we can create a safe place for those who are experiencing, you know, depression or suicidal thoughts that they can feel safe in coming forward. And the more I've been talking and posting about this, I've had friends come forward and say, you know, I attempted suicide at this time, or I did this, or I've been thinking about it. And it is out there and it is prevalent. And it is, you know, something that we need to talk about because, you know, you can't, change like the cycle of life. We're all going to, you know, die. Nobody's getting out of it, out of here alive type yeah. thing. But, but, and the, and accidents happen, but to lose somebody from suicide, from something that was unnecessary, that that's not acceptable. That's, that's, you're denying them the right to, you know, impact the world and the gifts that they had and that they could make an impact. Yeah. And that's what's sad. Yeah. So. How have you felt like um, 
things have changed since he passed away. Like it's, it sounds like you've kind of changed your mission, kind of changed right. your direction. Right. How, how has that changed? Total change. So the night my son died, we had uh, one of our church leaders came over and he gave both my, me and my husband a blessing. And as he's giving me this blessing, you know, very comfort blessing, etc. in the middle, he stops and it pauses and he's like, and you have a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. And I'm like, what? what the heck? I've just had one of the most emotional days of my life. And you're telling me I have a lot of work to do. Oh my gosh. And I'm thinking work like business work, right? right. And I'm like, right. how does that even matter? How does that even apply? And I just, for several days, I mold that over. And then as the parents reached out to me and I started to post this, I'm like, this is my new work. And I just felt com- compelled to tell people um, the things that I was finding out, that suicide is the number one killer of our youth in Utah. It's the 10th uh, largest killer in the United States. It's an epidemic. And yet I just lived in this little bubble. I heard about suicides, but it was always, even with my father committing suicide, it was always arm's length. Mm-hmm. It's not, it didn't affect me like right close up, even though it did. I just was once again in denial. Sure. And I think by talking about it, it's helped me cope and move through what's going on with my son and, and even heal from my father's suicide. Mm-hmm. Because now I think that if I can be honest about this and say what's real, then we can move forward and, and find some meaning in something that's a really sad thing. Yes. Well, I love what you said about finding, um, being able to move forward mm-hmm. and have good come out of something terrible. You mentioned earlier when we were chatting that you felt your son, Christian, with you since his passing. You know what? Um, my son and I always had a very difficult relationship. He was very alpha male, <laughs> and the pecking order in the house went dad and then Christian. <laughs> when, when he was three years old, that's what he told me. <laughs> so, so you can imagine, he was 19, and it, it didn't get better. <laughs> and so we were always kind of butting heads, and it was it was difficult for me. And, you know, I tried to work with him, and it, it just it was never like a... a a great relationship. I always tried with books or classes, always tried to improve that. And then, um, just the two weeks before he passed away, I went out to dinner with him, just the two of us. And I told him about a book that I had been reading and trying to, you know, improve the relationship. Mm -hmm. And he talked to me for an hour, which, you know, he hadn't talked that much to me in a long time. Mm -hmm. He didn't ever want to talk to mom, but we talked about some things about, you know, what could we change in the household? You know, what mistakes we made as parents, what we could have done better. And I said, son, you know, parents always try to do the best they know how we're not perfect, but we try to do the best. And it was a really good talk. And and I just am so appreciative that our relationship was in a better place than it had ever been in, in our whole lives. Not perfect, but so much better. And then, um, when he died, he left a note and one of the parts of the note was to mom. And it said that, um, you know, mom, you just need to love more and care less and you need to appreciate what the now and, and Mm. that kind of thing. And, And as over that weekend, I just was thinking, oh, I'm a terrible mom. He hates me. You know, it's, it's awful. And then during that next week, completely unsolicited. I had three different people come up and tell me, I have a message from your son. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all three of them, the first sentence was, tell my mom that I love her. And that, and then some other things as far as like being able to share my message and really feeling him 
guiding me and supporting me and wanting me to share this message that we all matter, we have value, and that we need each other. I, you know, I just feel him in my heart and I feel him close to me. And so I look back on our relationship and I think his mission was to help me become a better person. It, wow. it, it wasn't, he wasn't the problem. The whole time his mission was to help me become a better person. Mm. And he did it. That's, whew, there's so much there, you know, being a mom. I have young kids. I'm at the beginning of the journey. But I feel like we could spend all day beating ourselves up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could literally not get out of bed with all of the guilt and shame. That's that's amazing that you're able to see, like, how to go forward mm-hmm. with all of those things. What advice would you give young moms, would you say? So this is, as I've been contemplating this, you know, this Christian's life, and I look back and, you know, from early on, we just had these difficult times. And I tried, but, you know, my personality was very, uh, we're a military household, let's just say that. (laughs) It was very militant, you know, do this, do that. And I was always in such a rush, you know, corporate job and doing this and doing that and our schedules. I mean, I had a daytimer back in the day and I was <laughs> down to the 15 minute mark. You know, you, you have five minutes to tell me whatever, whatever, it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh my goodness. If, if there was one thing, you know, I could say is if there's a problem in a relationship with a child, work on it early on because, you know, I just assumed it'll get better later. And even though I tried, it just, it never got better later, really, you know, until right before the end. And it, it's just, if there's a riff in there, find something, you know, find out more about their child's personality. What motivates them? Um, what are they interested in? You know, if they're interested in soccer and not piano, you know, <laughs> you know, be interested in whatever they're interested in. That That's what will help create that bond. Yeah. Well, and I think that is one of the hardest things for me is as a mom is I want things for my kids, Mm -hmm. but I have to, it's hard for me to be like, no, I need to embrace what they want, Mm -hmm. not what I want for them all the time. What advice did you share in your post that really helped the moms who were struggling with their kids? I told them that they need to have a relationship with their child so that their child felt safe Mm -hmm. and could come and tell them anything that, that they might need to share, you know, was it, and, um, I will just go back, you know, three and a half years before my son died, he actually, um, exhibited some signs of suicide, uh, suicidal tendency. And my, my husband who's in the military saw that. And he said, are you thinking of killing yourself? Are you thinking of suicide? And he said, yes, I am. And so we had him into the therapist the next day. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm out in the hall and I come back in and the therapist says to my son, do you want to tell your mom or should I? And he's like, I'll tell her. And so he says, mom, I don't believe in God. I believe in science. You know, he's almost 16, not quite, but he, you know, really into science. And I look at him and I'm like, okay, I believe God is science, but you know, you run with that buddy. And he thinks I'm going to explode and and yell at him. And I'm like, I can't make you believe in God. And and so that's the whole thing is like, he could have said, Hey mom, I'm gay or I'm this, or I'm that, or, you know, I did this. We have to come to a point as parents that we love and accept them. And, you know, people say, I love the person, but I don't love what they do. Well, it's the same thing, right? You don't have to agree with what they did, but you just love them. And I think 
if if we are feeling depressed or if you know if a child is if they have a safe place that they know they can come and share these scary things or scary thoughts and you're just going to love them mm. that's honestly the best thing you can do i know we want everything for our children but i think we just want them to be alive and thrive and be happy and in the end that's probably the most important thing yes i love that so like in conclusion what do you have anything else you want to share like what kind of what's what direction are you going what resources do you have sure so um i had been doing all these business things beforehand with entrepreneurs, et cetera. And I just don't even have a desire to carry on that way. And so I've started putting together courses. One is uh, emotional self-reliance. And it was funny is that I had to like, a friend said, Hey, why don't you create this course? And I had to Google what's emotional self-reliance. <laughs> you know, I was not the emotional person by any means. Yeah. And then as I'm, as I'm looking at it and putting this course together, I'm like, Oh yeah, I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to build up emotional resources inside because terrible things are going to happen to all of us at different times. And if we don't have a strength inside ourselves, then what, you're just going to, you know, curl up in your bed and never get out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had terrible things happen to me throughout my life. And it's just a matter of, of learning how to gain coping skills Mm -hmm. and move forward and say, I'm going to find something good in this and, and help other people. That's, that's all you can do. So I'm doing that. I've been directed to write a book about this whole experience. Mm -hmm. So that will be coming out. And then I also just did a speech talking about how events don't define us and how we can choose to find the good in them and and what we can do about that. So that's going to be on my website so people can just pull that that speech down, um, larkdeangalley.com. So L-A-R-K-D-E-A-N-G-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And then also put on the the website um, that module the the first module for the emotional self reliance course, so people can get some awesome. some resources and just help um, because this this is prevalent, and we all need strength. And we all need help. We all go through low depressing times at different times, mm-hmm. and it's not the end of the world. Honestly, you know, the, my son just had had some things happen right then. He'd he'd been in a car accident the week before. He had to pay for the deductible. He had two speeding tickets prior. You know, mm-hmm. nineteen year old. Uh, and a car, you know, what could, what could possibly go wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he did end up losing his license the next weekend, and that weighed on him, and his grades had started to slip. These are nothing that, as adults, we look at that and say, okay, yeah, it's not great, but you'll get through it. Sure. Teenagers don't understand that. They just think life, life is not worth it anymore. Right. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say was I found out as I'd been studying is that um, – this whole suicide thing is a journey. And so back when my son was having trouble, you know, we went several months to the therapist and he said, no, I'm good. I got it. Well, what I didn't understand is that he had a plan, you know, people who are in depressed, they're, they're depressed. And then suddenly when they come out and they're happy, they're happy because they've created a plan in their mind and they know Mm -hmm. that when things get hard, they can check out. And so it was just happened just like that with my son that without any warning, things just piled up a little bit too much and he carried out his plan. So he had had that plan for three years. Mm-hmm. And it, it just made me heart sick to think that I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, what, that, that's a regret that I have. Yeah. Well, I love that you have, like you said, found good in all of this. And that you've felt him kind of talking to you and, and helping you. I'll definitely put your link in the description just so people can reach out. 
Um, thank you so much for thank sharing you. your story. Thank you. I, I just feel like it's a mission and I want mm-hmm. to share and help other people. It's, it's so important. Everyone matters. Everybody has value. And if you're not there, you know, to help other people, the other people are going to not have the help they need because you weren't there. Yeah. So well, thank you so much. Lark. appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks for listening to Pink Girl Podcast. Join us next time.